0: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. The Seattle Seahawks are 5-0 and they are going into Sunday's game. It's going to be Sunday night football against the Arizona Cardinals. That game flexed this week to Sunday night as there were some concerns surrounding the Las Vegas Raiders with some coronavirus cases and that game potentially having to be moved out of Sunday altogether. So as Seahawks fans, we get the benefit of seeing Russell Wilson and the Seahawks now in prime time, and they're going to be doing it without Jamal Adams this week. I'm going to be getting to my conversation here with Anthony Knockreiner of the Knock on Sports. But first, let's take a look at the injury report. As I mentioned, Jamal Adams listed as out even after the bye week, still unable to practice throughout the week with his groin injury. The Seahawks don't appear to be in any hurry in rushing him back and listening to Pete Carroll in his Friday press conference. Sounds like he is hopeful that Jamal will be able to practice next week. So will be nice to see him back on the practice field, even if it's in limited participation, just to know that he is making progress. The only other player listed on the injury report going into the game now is Mike Upati is listed as questionable. He was out week five against the Vikings with a back injury. Jordan Simmons filling in for that game only gave up one pressure. So Simmons will be expected to be at left guard if Mike Upati is unable to play come Sunday. Some positive news looking at the injury report. First round pick linebacker Jordan Brooks. He went from limited participation with his knee injury early this week. To full participation in practice on Friday. Pete Carroll in his Friday press conference said that Jordan Brooks looked like he was running at full speed. They ramped him up throughout the week and ultimately said that he's going to play in this game on Sunday. So Jordan Brooks, one to watch in this game. Somebody who won't be out there, though, Damon Snacks Harrison. Pete said he is still on the road to getting back. He won't make his debut this weekend. Michael Kendricks, he has the potential to make a debut, but it sounds like it's going to be more in an emergency type situation. The only other players for the Seahawks showing up as non-participants in practice this week, Quentin Dunbar, he was out on Wednesday with a knee injury, but also with the designation as a resting veteran. Right guard Damian Lewis, listed with an ankle injury, sat out practice on Wednesday, but was back to full participation on both Thursday and Friday. Right tackle Brandon Shell sat out Wednesday's practice with an illness. He was a full participant on Thursday and not listed on the injury report on Friday. Left tackle Dwayne Brown sat out practice on Thursday, listed as a resting veteran and also with a knee injury. Nick Bellore, not injury related, but he was out of practice on both Thursday and Friday. Looking at the Arizona Cardinals, their top wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins sat out of practice both Wednesday and Thursday, but he was a limited participant in practice on Friday. He has an ankle injury and is listed as questionable going into this game. The Arizona Cardinals have five other players listed as questionable in terms of impact players. Right tackle Kelvin Beecham listed with an ankle injury. Defensive lineman Jordan Phillips, he sat out all three days of practice with a foot injury. And finally, Dre Kirkpatrick listed with a foot injury. He was not on the injury report on Wednesday, so that may have been something that happened to him in practice this week. He didn't participate in practice on Thursday and then was a limited participant on Friday. He's been their cornerback, getting about the third most snaps on the team. So that could be an impact injury for the Cardinals this weekend. Other big news going into week seven of the NFL. A lot of talk around Antonio Brown and the Seattle Seahawks this week. Antonio Brown has signed, but he has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I didn't get a chance to talk to Anthony about that. That happened after our discussion today but that's gonna be something I'll be talking to him next week on the knock on sports. I did get a text though from Anthony this Friday evening and he was not super impressed about the idea of Antonio Brown going to the box. So that will be something to talk about more with him coming up next week. But now let's get to my conversation with Anthony from the knock on sports as we preview this game coming up against the Arizona Cardinals and make our week seven picks.
1: We're talking about the NFL as we get ready for week number seven of the NFL season. Joining me right now in the Whitefish Credit Union hotline to talk all things Seattle Seahawks, and we will make our NFL picks. It is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers Infield Goals podcast. Brandon, it is great to chat with you once again, man. I hope you're doing well.
0: Anthony, great to be back on. I am doing well. I had a full weekend to recover and not have to worry about any last second victories that come down just to the final two minutes where I have to worry about the Seahawks making a defensive stop. It was it was glorious. And and now I'm sure we'll get right back into it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And with that being said, Brandon, let's just start here. Obviously, the Seattle Seahawks have been in the news uh, but more recently for the fact that now you guys are the Sunday Night Football game. I'm a little disappointed because I was really looking forward to seeing Tampa Bay on national TV, but... Whatever. That's not going to happen because the Raiders and the offensive line and COVID testing and all those types of things. So first off, just your thoughts, seeing this game flex to Sunday night football.
0: Uh, You know, it was interesting that it was this game that was flexed to Sunday night because I feel like the highlight game of the week is the Pittsburgh, Tennessee game. And, you know, maybe the network had something to say about moving that particular game. So, hey, I'm happy that it was the Seattle, Arizona game. and, And we get to watch our Seahawks once again in prime time where they usually I almost always do well in terms of their primetime games. Russell Wilson hasn't lost in Arizona since well I guess the closest time was the Super Bowl, but against Arizona he hasn't lost in t- since his rookie season. So uh it's it's kind of a it's an, an evening that I'm looking forward to even more so now.
1: Uh Brandon, as we mentioned, obviously uh, you guys come off the bye 5 and know oh, the Arizona Cardinals coming off a big win over the Dallas Cowboys, another win against the NFC East. Uh, Kenyon Drake has been uh, really kind of a a breakout performance for him last week. You also have DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, two strong wide receivers here. Uh, What do you think about this matchup here as you guys get your first look at DeAndre Hopkins in a Cardinals uniform?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of not so excited about that because I was a big DeAndre Hopkins fan. It it would be uh, nice to see Quentin Dunbar back on the field because I think he has the ability to best defend what Arizona likes to do. With Hopkins, and that's just throw him a lot of short passes, Uh, not not a whole lot of throwing deep. It seems like they throw 10 to 14 times a game his way, and he just compiles the yards uh, that way this season. Much different than DK Metcalf, who, you know, is also leading the NFL in terms of receiving yards per game, and he's doing it by 22 yards per catch. So uh, you have those two players in this game. That's interesting to see. Yeah, the, the Hopkins matchup, the the matchup of Patrick Peterson on DK Metcalf, you have you know, what's what's the defense for the Seahawks going to do against a quarterback like Kyler Murray. And then, yeah, you throw Kenyon Drake and his performance against Dallas on there. You, you kind of have to think that, you know, Kenyon Drake is not the most consistent player in the NFL, but he does have that potential to have those big breakout games. Will he be able to do it twice in a row?
1: Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, this offense here for the Arizona Cardinals—it looks dangerous here. But here's the other question, too, Brandon. Because obviously, a lot of people liked Arizona in the beginning, but then they had some tough losses. Kenyon Drake again. He broke out against a very bad defense. We know Dallas is very bad on defense here. Uh, Obviously, Seattle can hang their own. We've we've seen that they can definitely uh, stop offenses in the the last couple of weeks here. Uh, So do you buy right now what the Arizona Cardinals are, or do you think they're more of just a flash in the pan to start the season?
0: I think they are a young team that is growing and they do have that capability to be explosive. And they took advantage of the turnovers that the Dallas Cowboys gave them in the last game. So that gave them the ability to put up a lot of points on the Cowboys, especially with that defense of theirs being terrible. I think that they might be the second best team in the NFC West. It's really hard for me to decide this. I've been trying to think about it all week, Anthony. Is it the, the Rams team? that's the second best team although they just lost to the 49ers so does that put them kind of in control of that uh, of that title right now or is it the cardinals that has beat the 49ers in week 1 and you know they're kind of showing that they have that ability to you know put a game together on defense and get the turnovers and then have a, a quarterback who has the ability to be explosive it's it's a real conundrum for me and i i haven't figured it out but i know that with the Seahawks playing each one of these teams and with them playing the Cardinals twice uh, over the next five weeks, this is going to tell us a lot about the NFC West.
1: I was really surprised. Obviously that was one of the hits that we took in our picks last week. Brandon was uh, the Rams in the 49ers game. The 49ers come out on top of this one. Um, obviously the, the Seahawks are the clear in a way favorite here. Uh, but again, this just shows I, I think when I look at it and I'll, and I'll give you my top teams in the NFC and I want your take on this. Green Bay got demolished last week by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which was to my thrill, obviously. But right now I would throw Tampa Bay, obviously Green Bay. It's only one loss. I would throw Seattle in there as well. Uh, But I feel like those are the top teams in the NFC. I know the Saints are there. I'll obviously add them um, here. But just your thoughts on the top teams right now in the NFC as that race for the number one seed, which is so coveted this year.
0: I think it really does come down to just those three teams. And if I'm going to put in a fourth, I might put in the Bears. Just Defensively, I know. Offensively, they don't quite have enough to, uh, you know, worry anybody. But defensively, they seem to be able to to get things done and keep them in games. And they're five and one, so I can't discount
1: the Bears. Right now, we are with Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and Field Goals podcast. Coming up next, year, we will make our NFL picks as it's continuing to be very close between me and Brandon. We'll see which one of us gets the edge this week. Next, you're on the Knock On Sports. It is time to make our NFL picks here for week number seven. We're almost to November. I can't believe it. It feels like we just started the season, Brandon. Where has it gone?
0: I, I have no idea. It's it's blowing right by. And I I don't think that I like it, although I, I do like the fact that the Seahawks continue to be undefeated. And as long as that as long as that continues to happen, this season can go by as fast as it wants.
1: Uh, Brandon, let's start here. Sunday, early games. Uh, we look at the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team. What you got in this one.
0: I am going to take the football team in this game, Dallas. Watching what they did against the Arizona Cardinals, I have just no confidence in that offensive line. I, if if they are able to run the ball with Zeke, I I do like that a little bit more because Washington has struggled against running teams. But uh, I I just have slightly more confidence in Washington. And gosh, these NFC East teams—they are. <laughs> I mean, we watched him play to a, a pretty decent game on Thursday night, but I I would, I would, don't think I'd even watch this game.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, this isn't definitely circled on my television this weekend to watch. Uh, Buffalo Bills here at the New York Jets. I'm going to agree with you, Brandon, by the way, real quick before we get into that game. I'm going to agree. I'm going to take the football team to beat the uh, Cowboys this weekend as well. Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets staying out in the East, going to the AFC least. Who you got?
0: I will take any team that is playing the New York Jets. So it's an easy answer to take Buffalo. And I think they're favored by almost two touchdowns on this game.
1: Yeah, I think they are. It's going to be quite impressive. But then, of course, like I said, I think with the the Jets right now, the way they're having a fire sale trading players, I think the Jets could really go 0-16 this year.
0: If they keep Adam Gase on as head coach, I, I think they have a legitimate shot.
1: I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills here, move the Jets to 0-7. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Tennessee Titans, a battle of 2-5-0 and 0 teams here. I, I have started to believe more and more in the Titans. I thought they were kind of flashing the pan in the playoffs last year, but I am starting to become more and more a believer here, Brandon. I'm going to take the Titans to knock off the Steelers.
0: I'm going to take the Titans, too, but I am worried in the sense that just last year, too, I, every time I felt like I was gaining confidence, and the Titans as a football team, they go and they would they would go and lose uh, kind of a, a bigger game and then they would win the games that I didn't think they were going to win. So I, I'm worried that they're going to let me down here. But when you look at the teams that they've beaten so far to this point of the season and when you look and see what they're doing with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill's playing lights out too, I have more confidence in the Titans at this point than than the Steelers based on who Pittsburgh has has beaten to this point in the season. And this is going to be fun, too, as a Seahawks fan to watch this, because if the Seahawks can win this week, then there's one more undefeated team that's going to go down. It's going to be between the two teams in this game, and and it'll just be down to to that team and the Seahawks, hopefully after this week.
1: Looking at the Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints here, Uh, I I want to take the Panthers, but again, they struggled against a tough Chicago Bears uh, defense and I just don't think they're gonna have enough against the Saints so I'm gonna take Drew Brees and the Saints in this one
0: wow this might be one of the first times that you've taken the Saints all season Anthony
1: I don't (laughs) briefly
0: I'm gonna take the Saints too and yeah they need a get right game because they've had a couple of tough losses and so maybe they bounce back here against the Panthers
1: Green Bay at Houston I don't think this will be a big shock to anybody but I'll take the Packers
0: I am going this, I'm going to take Houston as my upset pick after watching what the Packers did last week to Tampa Bay. I think that this game has the potential to be close and maybe Houston wins in a shootout.
1: All right. We'll see again. That's a, that's a big pick to make for the upset, but uh, I like it. Uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. Um, Cleveland won the last one. They're four and two. I know a lot of people think the ship is burning in Cleveland right now, but, uh, Brandon, I like the Browns here to continue to beat the Bengals.
0: Yeah, Baker struggling a little bit last week and putting himself in position to get injured. And I I do wonder how he's going to fare up against the Cincinnati defensive line. You know, they have some good players on that defensive line, but I'm going to take the Browns, just their ability to continue to run the ball. I, and uh, they have better pieces on offense.
1: Detroit Lions at the Atlanta Falcons. After the Falcons get a win, Against the Vikings here, Uh, Lions, Falcons, who do you got? I'm going to take the Lions.
0: I know I said I wasn't taking the Falcons anymore. And now, strangely, the Falcons are a favorite in this matchup, Anthony.
1: Wow. One week and the Falcons are a favorite? (laughs) I
0: I have. I mean, in terms of, I I don't know why Vegas works the, the way that it does, but they are a two and a half point favorite over the Detroit Lions.
1: I'm going to take the Lions in this one. I don't trust the Falcons at all, and I will continue not to trust the Falcons. I know it's Raheem Morris. We saw Romeo Cornell get a big win uh, when the new interim head coach was in there, but I think that's not going to happen uh, for a second week in a row. So I'm going to go with the Lions. Ah, uh, moving to the afternoon games here, Brandon. Um, again, Tampa Bay and, and the Raiders were supposed to play at Sunday night football. Well, now they're a four o'clock game, at least for now. Who knows what will happen by the time we get to Sunday? Ah, uh, but obviously, I'm taking Tampa Bay over the Oakland Raiders.
0: Yeah, and if the Raiders have issues with their offensive line, and for some reason they have to go into the game with, you know, whether it's, uh, who knows how many that they they would potentially lose if they have to play this game, I that makes me lean. If this game's played
1: Jacksonville at the chargers here, I want to pick Jacksonville because I do like Gardner Minshew, but uh, I just don't think they have it. And so I'm going to take Herbert and the chargers to grab the win here.
0: Yeah. The battle of both one win teams. It kind of makes this a tough game to pick, but I'm also leaning toward the chargers in this one.
1: Looking at the San Francisco 49ers at the new England Patriots, new England now with a full week of practice, I think that loss to Denver had more to do with the fact that they just weren't able to practice Cam Newton's first game back. I think that has something to do with it. I know San Francisco was hot last week, uh, but again, I, I just think the Patriots will find a way to write the ship this week against the 49ers. I
0: mean, were they hot or did they just fool us in in that game that the the Rams just didn't play all that well? Because I, I, when I was watching that game as a Seahawks fan, I was excited because I saw two teams that weren't playing all that great. And ultimately, San Francisco won the game. So I'm leaning New England here. I, I'm i not sold that Garoppolo's back or the the 49ers offense is back. Debo Samuel's back. So that's one thing that you can say about the 49ers. And that's exciting about them. And, and Jason Brett looked good in the is their one good corner for San Francisco. And Sherman may be back here soon. So uh, I, st- I still like New England. And maybe this is just an emotional pick for me. <laughs>
1: Kind of like with me and the Saints, isn't it, Brandon?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, well, Mostert, uh, he's going to be out in this game against the Patriots. So that's a huge hit for uh, that 49ers offense.
1: Yeah, and I really feel like he was kind of a key for them to get their rushing attack uh, going again. Uh, staying out west, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. Uh, Denver is playing a little bit better, but they played the Patriots tough. But, again, I don't know if they have enough firepower. Uh, for the Chiefs,
0: no, I I suppose again the the divisional matchups, and you saw the Raiders able to beat Kansas City, kind of surprised them. Will they be able to look at that and be able to just try and go toe to toe in terms of scores with Kansas City? I I don't think so. I can't pick
1: against Kansas City. Yeah, I'm not going to pick against Kansas City either. I think they're going to win this one for sure. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Seattle versus the Arizona Cardinals, 5-0 and versus 4-2. and Brandon, who do you got? Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks,
0: and I wish Jamal Adams would be able to play in this game because I think his acquisition, and as well as Jordan Brooks, who at least he had practiced, I think that those two pieces were built Uh, It it were were acquired by the Seahawks because they need the speed at linebacker, the speed at safety that Jamal Adams has to be able to to go after teams like the Cardinals, the Rams and the 49ers in the division. I, I still like Seattle and Russell Wilson's ability to put up a lot of points and get the win over the Cardinals.
1: Looking to Monday night football, the Chicago Bears taking on the L.A. Rams. Brandon, to me, this game says two things. Either the Rams are for real or the Bears are for real in this game.
0: You know, I kind of lean toward more toward the Bears being for real, even though the the Rams are six point favorites in this game. And I just think that a lot of people that they're so down on the idea that Nick Foles could actually be good, that that Chicago defense can actually make enough of a difference. I think that Chicago defense has the ability to stop what the Rams are able to do on offense. And so that's why I like the Bears in this game.
1: I'm going to agree with you again, Brandon, because I do like the Bears. I trust that defense more than anything. We've seen the Rams defense give up a lot of points. Again, I don't trust Foles in this offense to score a ton of points, but I do trust this Bears uh, defensive line to get after Jared Goff could make things really difficult here. I know Chicago going to be playing out in the West Coast. They will be at home in that stadium, but yeah, I'm just, I, as much as I hate to say it, I'm still surprised how the Colts managed to beat this Bears team, but I am really starting to buy more and more into the Bears.
0: It wouldn't, I mean, again, it wouldn't shock me if the Rams got the win here, and again, it might be an emotional decision on my part, but this, the way these two teams play uh, on defense and the the limited ability that Chicago has on offense this could be a 16 10 16 13 type of game and very low scoring and Chicago has shown when they can keep teams to to low scores then that uh, that's enough to keep minute and Nick Foles can come down and and make a play on the last drive and get a win
1: my feature guest is Brandon Schultz from the Seahawkers and field goals podcast Brandon if people want to follow your work how can they do it Check it out,
0: Seahawkerspodcast.com. New show out on Friday as we preview the matchup with the Arizona Cardinals. And then uh hop on over to fieldgoals.com and check out all the episodes from this week. I talked to Ed Smith, uh former NFL tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. He covers the Arizona Cardinals and, and we previewed the matchup with the Cardinals. So fieldgoals.com, check that out.
1: Brandon, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as well. And hey, changing it up for me. I know usually we do this on a Thursday. Really appreciate you joining me and making some time for me on a Friday.
0: Thanks, Anthony. Go Hawks.